Welcome to episode two of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. First, let me state this. I am not a financial advisor, nor will I be giving financial advice. If you are looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. This episode here is intended for informational use only. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and get started into today's topic. Which brokerage do I use? That's a typical question that I receive from people in general. A lot of times I have to chuckle to myself or just let a, a lighthearted smirk or laugh. Just for the fact that I think when people ask that question, they don't realize how many brokerage companies are really out there. There's about 3,500 brokerage companies. So when I'm being asked that, it makes me wonder, um, like, do they really expect me to be able to tell you which one would be a perfect fit for them? And I say that because a brokerage company may meet my needs, may not be able to meet your needs. So instead of telling someone, hey, go to TD Ameritrade or go to E-Trade, um, or go call or go, go ahead and create one at Schwab or Fidelity. What I like to do is just take a step back, help, to, help them understand what questions they should be asking so they can understand what brokerage company they should or who should, who should they be going with. I know typically a lot of people automatically set up uh, accounts with Webull and Webull and Robinhood. Um, me personally, I don't have accounts with them. And the reason why I don't have accounts with them is because they don't allow you the flexibility of investing in over-the-counter penny stocks, better yet known as OTC penny stocks. I don't have uh, anything against them. I just like the flexibility of being able to have accounts established where I can buy Apple as well as um, Wogi, W-O-G-I. Now, for some, many people like Robinhood and Webull. I personally think it's because they don't really charge any fees. But for others, being limited and then not having that flexibility becomes a hindrance. So what I want to do now is instead of listing off or going through 3,500 uh, brokerage companies and boring you guys with that, I want to focus on what questions you should be asking these brokerage companies. Because I think, one, that's going to be important that you make a decision of which brokerage you can go with. Two, you're building that skill, which is the best skill that's going to be needed in the stock world, especially the OTC penny stocks, is the skill of making a decision confidently right so if you can pick your brokerage company you've already taken a step forward so let's focus on what questions you should be asking instead of me just listing off every single brokerage company um, me personally I don't want to do that and I don't want to bore you guys very important question you want to ask the brokerage companies when you contact them is do they allow you to invest in major markets and the OTC stocks 
this is very important to know and very important to ask. Uh, some brokerage companies may prefer you and only require, only allow you to invest in major markets, while others will allow you to invest in OTC penny stocks as well. Uh, this will also give you insight on whether or not you need to set up multiple accounts. I know some people automatically set up multiple brokerage accounts so they can have that flexibility. Along with asking them that, if they do allow you to invest in OTC penny stocks, ask them are there any limitations with the penny stocks. Some brokerage accounts don't allow you to invest in penny stocks that are not up to date in their values, while others allow you that flexibility to invest in penny stocks that are uh, what they call in gray sheets, maybe even suspended and working up to get off suspension um, that are, are current or working towards being current. So knowing that will allow you also to decide whether or not you want to open a, a brokerage account with them. The last thing you want to do is open up an, a brokerage account and then come to find out you only can invest in, in companies that are current. And being current isn't in being current isn't a bad thing as far as waiting to all the filings come in, but sometimes companies will actually give a heads up that they're about to start sitting in filings. And so while people are buying stock in that company, you, you're waiting around until the company has submitted all the filings because that was a limitation of brokerage. Uh, they, they have, that's a requirement that they have. So that's something you definitely want to keep in mind prior to uh, opening that that specific account with them. Along with that, you want to find out, are there any fees? Um, some brokerage accounts may have additional fees when you're buying into major markets, as well as OTC penny stocks. I'm pretty sure um, most brokerage accounts do charge some kind of fee, maybe $4, maybe 6 maybe 8 uh, maybe even uh, more. I'm not specifically or sure um, because there's so many brokerage accounts out there. So what you want to do is find out, are there any fees if you decide to buy in the OTC market, uh, penny stocks, and if so, what are they? Along with finding out what the fees are, you can ask them at any time, can the fees be reduced? Maybe they have in some of their, their legal documents or their underwriting documents that if a person has 50000 or 25000 in the account, the fees reduce from $6 or $4 to $4 or from $10 to $8. Others might have it where after you do so many transactions, the fees um, the fee amount drop. But you won't know until you ask. The last thing um, you want to you do is really uh, buy stock or trying to buy stock and you're, you're being charged additional fees that you didn't plan for. Um, that all plays a role because you might have $500 sitting there or $1,000 sitting there and you decide, hey, I'm ready to invest in a OTC penny stock and then you only can put in $900 because there was a $100 fee. Now, I'm not too sure if it goes up that high, um, but you, hey, you never know. Each brokerage has their own rules and that's something you would definitely have to ask them. about the fees and the flexibility of investing in major markets and penny stocks, also find out about uh, the account types that they allow you to establish. Do they allow you to establish individual account types or are they only allowing you to establish retirement accounts or both? 
um, what are the benefits establishing those account types? Um, some individual account types allow you to accrue and grow interest equivalent to what a savings account is paying you. Um, other account types allow you to have a debit card attached to it so you can treat it as a checking account um, versus having to transfer money back and forth uh, whenever you desire uh, to take some money out. Um, knowing this is going to allow you to pick not only the appropriate brokerage company, but also establish the correct account um, that best suits your needs. Besides finding out the different account types that they allow you to establish, also find out if there is a, a minimum amount you have to put in and when you have to do it. And this is also important because what you don't want to do is create an account, put $200 in, in the minimum amount that, and let it sit for a month or two before you do a trade and come to find out the minimum amount was $500 and they didn't, and they close your account and you're ready to trade. Um, so knowing that is very important or what you don't want to do is create an account and then you wait 30 days. Actually, no, <laughs> I know someone who that happened to, he created an account, waited about almost nearly 30 days, went to go put money in it and they closed the account. So knowing how much you need to put in initially is very important. And also, if you don't put money in initially, what is the time frame you have to fund the account by? Um, if you know deep down inside you're not going to be able to fund the account for a couple of months, it may be better just for you to find out uh, what account type you need to create and, and gather all the information, but don't initially create one right away. But at least you have all that appropriate information um, right there. And so when it's time to set it up, you're already, you're ready to go. Find out also how much control you're going to have over the account. Some brokerage companies allow you or require uh, you to have a financial advisor in the account. Others may require you to call in a request when you're trying to buy a specific stock. Um, the bigger brokerage companies, I believe, allow you the flexibility of going online or doing things by phone. Um, some have apps, phone apps, where you can do it on, on your phone that way. Others may allow you to do it on the computer using the web browser. But it is very important to find out how much control you have over your account, or do you have to go through a financial advisor every time you want to do a, a transaction when you're trying to buy a specific uh, stock. So that's something you definitely want to know prior to uh, creating that account because if you're not if you're going to be limited in certain areas that may be something you need to consider are these limitations going to hinder you or become an inconvenience and if you feel like they're going to become an inconvenience then maybe that brokerage company is not for you or if it is for you maybe you create a secondary brokerage company that gives you more flexibility and more control over it so you can always weigh your options on whether or not you want to buy a stock in one brokerage company than another. Besides that, you also want to find out if there's any um, day trading limitations or is there a certain dollar amount you need to have in order to have uh, be able to day trade. What I mean by that is um, some people like to buy and sell shares the same day on a specific stock. 
However, certain brokerage companies, and it may be a, a rule completely uh, through all the brokerage companies. I'm not sure how they all handle it, but it is something you definitely want to ask is how much money do you need to have in your account to not have any limitations to be able to buy and sell stock on the same day? Um, some may say you only can do it two or three times in a week, while others may say if you have 15000 or 25000 or even 20000 in the account, you'll be able to trade freely without any limitations. But again, going back to what I said earlier, knowing the limitations before you create the account is very, very important. Also, it's good to find out what research tools that the brokerage company provide. You'll be surprised to find out. Um, some might give you what they call screeners. Others might have uh, research tools and idea section, um, while others might offer free educational courses. Before you go out and you start buying all these books, signing up for a lot of memberships, um, Hopefully you're not, but some even sign up for alerts. You might be able to get all that information free from your brokerage company, but you never know unless you ask. You would definitely be surprised on how much resources each brokerage company is offering to you. I know the bigger ones have uh, maybe offer way more than smaller ones, but you never know until you, you really ask the person that you're speaking with when you establish that account. It's always good to know what they do offer so you know what not to buy or what not to sign up for outside of um, that brokerage company. Because what you're going to do as you start getting more and more familiar with stocks is you're going to start seeing a lot of people having promotions for screeners, promotions for signing up for their app or promotions for um, signing up for their alerts or being part of their group chats. And you may not need to do any of that. All that information might be provided right there at, at your fingertips. And you don't even realize it soon as you establish the account with the brokerage company. For those who are outside of America, one thing you may want to consider when you're establishing an account is finding out are there additional fees when you're buying an American stock, especially the penny stocks. You know, you guys might have a charge for already buying a major market and the charge may increase when you buy penny stocks or there might be limitations on that and you will never know that until you ask the last thing i want you to do is create an account and then you find out that you can't even buy penny stocks with that specific brokerage but you already have your money tied up in that account and now you got to find another brokerage company and then transfer money over when all that could have been avoided had you asked all these questions right away I know that I didn't answer the question of which brokerage company you should select, and I believe it's clear why. Ultimately, the goal of this episode really was just to inform you of things you need to be thinking about prior to setting up an account, prior to selecting a brokerage company. There's so much information out there and things that you should know that we don't think about, and that's what I wanted to do, just get your, your, your juices flowing as far as all the things you need to consider before establishing that account or multiple accounts. What I can share is this. Most people that I know personally have multiple brokerage accounts. Um, typically, I hear them say they have Schwab, 
E-Trade or TD Ameritrade. Now I don't get any referrals for you, for you guys using any of those or I'm not affiliate of any of those. I'm just sharing information that I'm aware of based on the people that I'm around, the people that I, I talk to on a regular basis or the information that I see online. Ultimately, this, the decision is yours, but I just hope that you take the time to compare and contrast brokerage companies, their accounts, pros and negatives, because all that in the end matters. Which companies are, which brokerage company is going to give you the flexibility to invest in anything you desire and, can, and which company is going to give you the most control of your accounts? Now, with all that being said, let's move to the final part of the show, the ticker of the day. NSAV is the ticker of the day. Again, that is N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, A as in Apple, V as in Victor, NSAV, Net Savings Link. Up until today, the company has been very transparent in everything they've said they have delivered on. Um, they've gone on record recently um, as of last Thursday and indicated this week they are um, expecting it to be the biggest week yet. Currently, there's about 4.8 billion shares available for trading. The company is current and up to date on all their filings. Recently, I believe they acquired Virtual Broker and they're in the cryptocurrency and NFT business. The Virtual Broker app is in beta testing right now with, a, with about a thousand customers. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that testing. But like I said before, the company has delivered on everything they've said they were going to do. And you can't ask for more with that, especially in the OTC markets. As of the morning of 4 or 5, before the market hours, the price is under $0.02. Cent. The 52-week high up into the 52-week high as of now is between six and seven cent. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but I do know, I believe it reached nearly seven cent. I want to say um, it may have went over just slightly, but I know not too much more if it did go over. I personally, personally believe that the company will eventually surpass that six or seven cent mark. Um, again, I think this is a much longer hold, even with the updates and news that come out this week. The beta testing going live. They have so much down the pipeline that they hit it, hit it, hinted at. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a joy to watch this story unfold in front of our eyes. I believe that the price will truly show its value as time goes on. And as long as the company execute with their envisioning and what they've been communicating. Um, I see no reason up until this point to think they to think that they're going to drop the ball, um, especially given that this was a trip stop, meaning it was trip zero 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 one at one point, and now we're talking about a stock that's went from trips all the way up to six to seven cent, and now it's currently a little under two cent, around 
1.0175, I believe was the last trade that was done on Thursday before uh, the market closed. It'd be interesting. It's one that I plan on holding for much longer um, for bigger gains. But like I said before, this isn't to convince anyone to buy NSAV. The reason why I'm sharing this ticker of the day is to show you the thought press that I the thought process that I had of why I like the stock. By you understanding the thought my thought process is gonna one allow you to formulate your own and then two it's gonna allow you to know what to look for when you start looking at the OTC market and the penny stock world. Now before I conclude uh, in this episode I do want to state that if you have any questions or you want any topics covered, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Thank you and have a nice day. See you later.